Hey, what's up, everybody? Ali Tarafter back with a brand new episode of The Wealth Flatter. Today, our topic is about financial transformation. Is it possible after the pandemic, even though you may have messed up by accident or perhaps circumstances, and perhaps you were even careless? So let's talk about this topic thoroughly. Let's get started. Financial transformation is a very important part of our lives, right? We need this. We need this more than ever now because what's happening is you're at a certain age, perhaps you're an adult listening to this podcast and you're thinking to yourself, hey, you know, I've been playing with my credit in the past. I wasn't really serious. I didn't take care of my things and I want to evolve. I want to I want to put myself in a position and a different pedestal out of respect for myself so that I can generate more revenue. Number one, I can be credit worthy. Number two, and build a net worth that's respectable, which could be number three. But overall, the, the, these all these type of things and these type of topics are part of you as an individual essentially trying to find a way to create some sort of financial transformation. And to reach this level of respectable financial transformation, you need to pay attention to a lot of different elements at the same time. See, a lot of people don't like the idea of financial transformation on its own because it's just way too generic. But at the same time, they have no idea of where to start when it comes to financial transformation. If you look at the pandemic, you know, there's obviously circumstances and, and situations we've been thrown at that's making it increasingly difficult for us to pay attention to our finances. The reason why it's because, number one, uh, you're, you're strapped for cash. Obviously, if you've been unemployed or you're concerned about your employment in some shape or form, you're concerned and you're not really sure of what some of the next steps are going to be. And with that said, right, there's a lot of layoffs. There's been... In a couple of months, you know, just now, it's over 4.7 million jobs that are lost in the United States alone. So that's very concerning. But in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a short time frame, you know, this whole pandemic situation basically will bring about two things. Number one, the best in people or the worst in people, which is number two, right? And financially, obviously, everybody knows, okay, well, this is an economic disaster. There's a hardship that's going to happen. Uh, you know, people are struggling all over the place. What's going to be the situation with the government, the funding, all these type of things? Is there going to be bailouts and all sorts of questions that may come up uh, during during this crisis, during this whole situation? You as an individual, you know, your responsibilities don't don't disappear, right? You have creditors that you still owe money to, and you have to pay them. There's there's no way that you can escape that. That's a responsibility that you have to adhere to. Now, for example, there are possibilities that that specific creditor depending on the situation, give you some extension. You can pay later. And with that, it, it depends on really what the type of actions you take. And the reason I say this is because we're in a situation right now that we really can't ignore our finances. See, a lot of people think, well, this is the time that we can just simply ignore a lot of stuff and, and stock up and enjoy while we still have this opportunity. And on the other side of things, where people are really thinking about, hey, you know, I, I don't want to ignore my financial responsibility, but I want to see how I can work with these creditors you know, they're taking it at a, at a different angle. And the difference there is that they're, they're looking for some long-term benefit. Whereas the people who are not really thinking about that and are simply being careless are short-term oriented. Now, it's not a bad thing to be short-term oriented, but it's a very dangerous thing. And the reason I say that is because you can position yourself uh, in, a, in a way that's going to harm you quite a bit, right? And, and you don't want to be harmed. You don't want to be in a position where you're compromising your financial well-being. Nobody does. And the reason I say that is because a lot of people will absolutely compromise their financial well-being. They will compromise depending on, on the situation they're at and they're not going to be careful with it. So, you know, if they're not going to be careful with it, that puts you in a position where you're thinking to yourself, you know, what's the future look like, right? So financial transformation starts with your mindset. 
And what I mean by that, and I am definitely no motivational guru or coach, but I want to tell you this. Your mind is going to be the detrimental aspect of how everything around you and your life physically and emotionally as well as financially is going to result, right? What is going to be the outcome of, of those situations? What is going to be the outcome of, of that kind of transformation on your mindset, right? Is it going to benefit you? Is it going to harm you? And you have to start thinking positively. You have to start thinking, hey, I need to respect my financial circumstances based on where I'm at today, but I, I, I respect myself to be able to create that kind of transformation that's going to give me better outcomes and results. And in order to create those results, you have to be uncomfortable at the beginning. There are certain ways of doing things that we're all comfortable with. Sometimes it can be with money. Sometimes it can be with credit. But this is no time to jeopardize your personal well-being, financially especially, right? So the way it starts, like I said, is with your mind. You have to start thinking differently. You have no choice, right? And let me cut, let me cut, let me back, you know, uh, rewind a little bit. You have a choice, but the type of choice you make is going to be so detrimental to you, financially, health-wise, physically, emotionally, everything. And if you were willing to give yourself the time to learn, to educate yourself, to really reshape and retool your mind to take it to where you need it to be in order to benefit financially, there's a lot of, there's a gain there. And and that gain is a lot more significant than, you know, the, the short-term benefits, the, the instant gratification. So start thinking long-term. Start thinking, what are some of the things I can do right now based on mindset? What are some of the things, that, the way I look at things, how can I change that? How can I shift that? And that really requires some sort of discipline, Right? So let's say you look at credit, you're like, ah, I'll pay that later. And it's that procrastination mindset. We're inherently built that way as human beings. We like to enjoy things. And it's it's Maslow's pyramid. You know, it's, it's the comfort, the belonging, the sense of comfort in a way that makes it easy for us to do certain actions and, and do certain things in contrast to being uncomfortable and putting ourselves in a position of, of psychological pain to endure certain things that we need to endure. So you, you think about that. And you're looking at certain things like, oh, I'll pay that later, that procrastination mindset. Don't worry about credit. We'll, we'll fix it. If there's anything that goes bad, let's enjoy what we have. You know, that kind of stuff is not going to help you move forward. It's definitely not going to help you build wealth. And a lot of people think take the word wealth very generically, right? It's, it's financial transformation means going from a position of poverty or borderline poverty because middle-class families are essentially poor right because all they have is how to make the rich richer and the wealthy wealthier and the banks bank you know more wealthy they don't really think about themselves or else they wouldn't have mortgaged up to their eyeballs and have x amount of credit cards and finance you know a dozen cars and uh, you know trying to keep up with the jonases for for ego trip around the neighborhood the biggest thing you need to focus on is really okay that's my financial transformation that what i have now to what i need to be tomorrow and to be tomorrow means that you have to go through that financial transformational change mentally first right so what is it that's important to you what is it that's important to you starts with your priorities right like if, if you're looking at finances and if you're thinking hey i can delay budgeting i don't have to worry about budgeting i don't have to worry about you know putting myself in a situation where i have to be accountable to myself right a lot of people are not they they do things and they do it on the go and I was guilty of that when I was young. I did it myself, right? Um, I was irresponsible with it. So maybe that's the first thing you need to address because it's baby steps, right? It's, it's going to get you. Your financial transformation is going to happen. But 
why we, we obviously talked about mindset first, right? But now it's like the practical stuff is like, okay, well, I'm not comfortable budgeting. Maybe I should start budgeting. That, that's the first thing you want to address, right? The second thing can be, okay, well, budgeting means what? Now, really, it's, it's really dissecting budgeting. And the way you're going to have to do that is look at your overall expenses. Don't look at your income. Because the income, we know it's there. And we take that for granted because it can disappear. Look at the pandemic. A lot of people, over millions of people lost their jobs. So don't look at what you have <clears throat> no control over. Because this, this situations of income, you don't have control over that. You're given the opportunity to earn based on the employers who are employing you. And if they go out of business tomorrow, there's a lot of people that are going to get affected by that, including employees. So the, the mindset should always be that this is not the most dependable source of income. Even though you've been working for 20 years, you can get laid off tomorrow, right? Look at the many airline industry people. But, you know, going back to this con concept of budgeting, right? Whenever you're looking at financial transformation, you need to, you know, grab the bull by its horns. And what I mean by that is grab the, the things that you can control by the horns. Expenses, you absolutely 100% control. So that's the first thing you got to do. Your mindset, 100% you control. The way you think, you 100% control. Now, obviously, there's influence and control of mindset, but at the end of the day, you're still responsible and you still control that, your mindset. So you need to take advantage of that. You need to take advantage of, of the things that you control. So budgeting is basically breaking down what is costing me that's irrelevant to my well-being. And the reason I say that is because, okay, Netflix and all these type of things, it's, it's minuscule costs, right? It's a couple of dollars a month. That's fine. But at the same time, just because it's a couple of dollars a month is no excuse for you to stand in front of Netflix for 40 hours a week, right? So at the same time, there's, there's that fine balance. And we're going to talk about scheduling later, but let's talk about budgeting. So minuscule costs that are irrelevant is fine. But if it starts to add up, like you have Disney Plus, you have all these extra services, I mean, it's it's great and all you want to catch to the, you know, you want to enjoy the latest things and all that. But it's just, they are depending on you to to consume as much as possible so that you stay at the level that you're at. So there has to be some sort of compromise at one point or the other, right? So you have to be careful there as well. So that's the first thing. So minuscule costs, okay, ignore them. But then if you start going into things like, hey, I have subscription services that are a little bit more expensive, like cable television and so on and so forth. A lot of people are paying hundreds of dollars a month for cable TV. Is it really necessary? I mean, at the end of the day, you have internet. And how many times a week do you sit down in front of cable TV uh, while watching Netflix and all these type of things and swapping in between? Just because you have options doesn't necessarily make it a healthy thing, right? You want to be able to have tools and resources that you can tap into that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to tap into cable television, right? You have to have some sort of idea of how to control that. So that could be something you can cut down on. Maybe completely eliminate depending on your situation. Now, this might be an uncomfortable conversation to have with the family. Maybe you have kids, but you have Netflix. If you have Netflix, you have subscription services that are much cheaper. You have, you have YouTube, you know, I mean, there's resources that you have access to. If you're getting some sort of resistance from this, it's because you need to start educating the family. And the way you educate your family is by being educated yourself. You have to take the lead. You know, a lot of us blame our cultures and, and our backgrounds and our family history. You are the responsibility behind the explosion in your family tree. You're the one who's going to create that. Nobody's going to do it for you. So if you want to start taking responsibility about building wealth and creating that financial transformation, have that, that wherewithal to go sit down and educate yourself first and give it the absolute priority and then change, change that mindset. Once you're done with that, then sit down with your family and explain the transformation you're going to create and how it's going to benefit them. There is going to be some bittersweet stuff that's going to happen. Obviously, 
during a family conversation, it's never meant to be pleasant. It's never meant to be easy. But once you go through that phase, once you have that conversation and it's out of the way, guess what's going to happen? People are going to start opening up. It takes time to get used to the new norm. It's going to be difficult. You're going to be challenged mentally by those you love that will look at you like you are trying to go crazy and you have no idea what you're doing. But that is the challenge. That is a test. And if that's the case, let me tell you this. That means that you're working progressively if you're getting some sort of resistance. If you're not and you're compromising and you're trying to be a yes man and, or a yes woman and you're trying to please the family, that's not going to help you. You're not trying to please nobody except for the, the future version of yourself who's looking you know, at you potentially, depending on which version, whether the one that's broke or the one that's really wealthy because of discipline and is being disappointed at you or somehow happy with you or even disappointed because the poor person that's in the future you is having a miserable life. So either way, both parties on the other side, rich and poor, are being upset with you. So if you look at that in a, in a sense, there is no way but up. There is no way but to change, to transform. So going back to that budgeting, you know, look at those expenses, break them down, you know, try to get rid of the things that you absolutely don't need, right? Compromise. And sometimes we buy expensive brands, you know, like food costs. A lot of wealthy people don't even care about that kind of stuff. You think, okay, they're going to expensive places and dining. But here's the thing. That dinner that's like two, $300 with a $500 bottle of wine is going through a transactional process that's going to generate them tens or even hundreds of thousands of dollars. Is your dinner going to contribute to that? If not, hell, don't do that. Don't be stupid about it. And I'm being very frank with you. If you're not going to attribute to your dinner and to expend so much money that it's not going to lead down to something more fruitful, financially I'm talking about, then why the hell would you spend that money in the first place? Who are you trying to impress? The credit card companies? To give them more interest payments? So at the end of the day, you have to think about these things, right? So, okay, so going back to budgeting, have a conversation with the family, have a conversation and log that conversation and create an accountability plan on the type of transformation you want to see on your accounting. And give it the go. Give it the green light. Talk to your significant other. Talk to your children. And the reason you want to do this is because at the end of the day, you have to do this. That discipline is going to translate into things that you do in the future. Whether you start a business, whether you you know, decide to partner up with somebody. It's going to benefit you. It's going to benefit you long term. And you're going to enjoy that benefit. Because it's going to create some sort of amazing financial outcomes for you. So there's no shame at all of doing these type of things. There is absolutely no shame whatsoever. It's 100% your responsibility to make sure that you take control of that and that you budget accordingly and that you create some sort of financial transformation. So that's the second thing. So we talked about first mindset, second budgeting, creating an accountability plan, and third execution. You know, be comfortable executing. Don't sit back and think, hey, I, I, I don't know if I can execute. I don't, I don't feel comfortable with that. It's really not going to help you, honestly speaking. I, I can tell from experience because a lot of people have intentions. Look at these New Year's resolutions. They never transpire to anything. At least 99.9% .9 of the times, they don't. Why? It's because it's an excuse to feel good about yourself thinking that you're going to do something but end up failing, not doing it, and then passing it in the back burner and essentially never thinking about it again. Don't make that a ritual. Make it an applicable purpose in your life and make it a mission to make sure that you can execute whatever you set out to do properly. So number one, change your mindset if you want a proper financial transformation. Number two, budget. I don't care how, how painful it is, get uncomfortable and reward yourself once in a while. It's okay to do so. And the third thing, create a plan of execution and execute. Don't wait, just damn do it. 
Because a lot of people sit back and think, oh, I got a nice plan and I just admire and paint, put that on the, on the wall and, and just stare at it for years to come. And it transpires to absolutely nothing but to increase your poverty level or, or keep you broke where you are. Because cost of living is definitely going up. If your income isn't catching up, you're going to be broke in no time. Okay? And if your wealth isn't catching up, forget about it. So this is the thing. Having a nice mindset is be- it's an amazing thing. It's beautiful. Having some sort of budget plan and, and accountability plan and talking to your significant other and educating yourself and your family along the way is an amazing thing as well. But then comes the plan to execute. And this could be the most difficult thing you'll ever have to do outside of the conversations you have with the family is the execution plan because it's going to be tough. Some days are going to be crazy. But at the end of the day, okay, you have to think about it. If you want, use this as a beacon of hope. Use this podcast. Listen to this episode a hundred times if you have to. But it's going to open your mindset. You're going to be feeling good about yourself. And like I said, take the bull by its horn. And what are we addressing the bull as? It's the stuff that you have control over. Your mindset, your expenses, your accountability, the way you have conversations with the family, the way you control your actions. These are things that you have control over. The rest, you know, once you have some sort of discipline, the rest is basically educating further. That's the fourth step. And educating further means improving your income sets. And what I mean by income sets means don't depend, like I said, with things that you have no control over. Put yourself in a position to earn more. And to earn more means that you have to build up certain things and knowledge that puts you in an uncomfortable position to deal with things that will force you either to make or break. But if you break, you learn and you experience yourself and you try again and you fix and tweak. When something's broken, you don't just leave it there, you try to fix it. And that's the situation with a lot of people that need to understand and they, they completely ignore this. They, they, they completely ignore this philosophy. But when something is broken, and, and especially when it comes to income and you're trying to go out there and you're uncomfortable and it's, it's challenging you physically and mentally, Fix it, tweak it, make it better, ask for feedback, and it's going to get you to the position where you need to get. And that's how you make more money. Not by sitting there and giving up and throwing everything that you've learned, the discipline, the, the budgeting, the, the mindset, the philosophy, the, the goal, the accountability plan out the window. That shouldn't all go out the window. That should stick in and that should be your beacon, your guide, what you've accomplished so far. And then use that information and knowledge to progress, to move forward. You have no choice but to do so. Like I said, So I hope this episode gave you some enlightenment, okay? I really hope that uh, you took it to heart, that you learned something meaningful today in terms of financial transformation and how it all starts. And uh, I hope you continue listening in because there's a lot more value that's going to be coming for you guys. I I definitely want to throw in some some life experiences that I had and and some of the things that are real. I'm not here to motivate you or anything like that. The way I make income is by you being knowledgeable, understanding everything I'm trying to teach, taking that information and partnering up with me on some of the things that we'll do together. This is how I make my money. I believe in in a community thriving together to build wealth. So I hope you you took this to heart and this knowledge that you appreciate that. If you did, then don't forget to rate this podcast, specifically this episode. um, and, And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Every time there's new episodes like these, heart to hearts and our conversations and discussions, you'll be first to be notified. And also, keep in mind, by rating and subscribing, you are also allowing me to reach more individuals such as yourself who are enjoying these type of episodes and who are learning and getting the value from them. So I hope with that said, you enjoyed today. Hope you're staying safe and sound and taking care of yourself health-wise. And let's go ahead and take care of yourself financially. This is your guide and mentor, Ali Tarafter. I'll catch you guys on the next one. Bye for now.